and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Man, we've had a fun hour. Dude, and it is so, I don't know if it is to you, Junius, but it is so much more fun having you sitting here across from me than it is trying to talk to you on the phone. And, you know, like I said, you know, if you get a bad phone signal or, you know, if you pause or I pause, we don't know. It's just cool sitting across from you, dude. Hey, we got to do this more often. We do. We absolutely do. But uh, if you missed the first hour of today's show, you missed a very good hour. Uh, uh, like I said, Junius Smith's third Join me for uh, three quarters of it. We've been talking about everything. We've talked NBA. We've talked Reggie. We've talked Brandon. Uh, we're right now talking about uh, Don Trez. We're going to get to Damian here in a little bit. But uh, before we do that, we're going to have Larry Dale uh, from uh, just message with him. We're going to be uh, talking to him in about uh, in, in three or four minutes or so, the new head football coach over at uh, – at uh north north Lador <laughs> high school sorry dude i'm trying to do like nine things at one time here we're gonna play the birthday game this hour uh, can you hang with us for a couple more minutes after coach dale gets off the phone with us yeah i could do that very good uh, and then we'll play the birthday game like i said after that but uh tell you what uh let, let's i tell you what before we get coach dale on here we'll, we'll hold damien until after our conversation with coach dale let's wrap up our thoughts here on trez uh where where do you think and before I ask you, where do you think he's going to go? What do you, where do you think would be a great situation for him? Like I said, and this is the school that that I think the Trez is going to go to, NC State. Okay. But I mean, it would be a great situation for him because they're not only going to play him because look, Traquavion's got to be gone. Yeah, like although I got to tell you, I, you know, I keep up with NBA draft lists and all that, Junius. Yeah. At one time, I thought in the middle of the season he was like a bottom end of the. Uh, of the lottery. Right. Dude, I walked, I looked at one, or I looked at like three last week. Now, I've not looked at any in the last couple of days. Every one of them had him going in the second round. Not one wow. of them had him going in the first round. And I wonder, I God, what if Terquavin decided to come back and say Trez goes there? And uh, Spoiler alert, I think that's where Damien's going too. I really do. I think hey. Damien's going to state. But can you imagine having Terquavin and Trez and Damian all on the same team. That would be a very, very scary <laughs> NC State team right there. Who plays point for? And Mr. Clemens, if you're listening right now, hit me up. But who plays point for State right now? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know. Like Sebron, maybe? I don't know. Is he back next year, you think? or I have no idea. Like, I don't really pay attention to yeah, State I like that. But, I don't either. Like, Damian could play point guard. And then, then you got a 6'5 point guard right there. <laughs> And then you've got Traquavian at the two doing everything he does. You've got Trez at the three slash four who uh, is playing. Good Lord, dude. And then the big guy. I love his game, man. I got to watch him a couple of games in the NCAA yeah. or in the ACC tournament. And, uh, dude, I, I like his game because, I mean, he sticks that butt out. He backs you down. And you have to double team. And he's a great passer. And if you don't pass, he passes out of that double team. But if you try to man him up just one-on-one, dude, he's going to take you – he's going to back you in and then, you know, just hit a little three-foot shot every single time, dude. I don't know, man. I guess I would like to see that. But back to Trace, you think – so you're thinking state. You don't think, What do you think about ECU? you think they've got a chance here? I'm not going to – I mean, they've got a chance, but, I mean, like I feel like state is going to be the, the best, best option for them. 
I just wonder about NIL possibilities. And I can tell you, I kind of have some inside knowledge on the ECU. I know they're throwing a nice package. Uh, they're putting together a nice package for Trez, at least. I don't know about Damian, but uh, I know they're trying to put something together for uh, for uh, Trez. I just just the great inroads that Schwartz has made, getting uh, the Goldsboro kid to, yeah, to Corey Faison. Yeah. And then uh, the kid from Northern Nash. Jordan Zick. Dude, you get Trez in there too? I mean, yeah, that is very, very enticing. I mean. And you talk about you're getting that road to uh, to Greenville from kids in ENC, which is what we've said forever that we would love to see happen that we've not seen happen uh, through the years. So anyway, uh, there you go with that. Tell you what, let's put on pause for just a moment. Hey, I just got a text from Jenny Smith third. We'll be there before 720. No, no, just joking. <laughs> But uh, let's put our uh, college basketball talk on pause just for a moment because uh, joining us uh, here on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line is the new head football coach at North Lenore High School. Uh, It's Larry Dale. He's the 13th coach in the history of uh, North Lenore High School. And again, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. Uh, Coach Dale, you got myself and Junius Smith III from ENC Moments. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. No, it's our honor. It's absolutely our honor to have you on here, Coach. And uh, I tell you what, let's just uh, start from the very beginning. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Uh, I know uh, Junius had a story up about it. Uh, another site had a story up about it, about you joining us. And uh, Coach Massey uh, helped us break it on the air here yesterday. But I got to admit, other than knowing that uh, – you're uh you that you came from washington county i gotta admit in granville central before that don't know that much about you uh tell us a little bit about yourself coach so so um i grew up in uh blackford virginia until about seventh grade my dad worked for a subcontractor for the DOD, so we moved from tennessee to minnesota to idaho to washington state um, all over the country and so i went to school out in idaho college and then, so I started coaching in Washington State in Utah. Um, you know, we moved to Utah, and that's why there's not much before that. Because Granville Center was my first stop in North Carolina. Okay. Um, so that's that's a little bit why I probably, you know, that background um, doesn't travel because we were out west. And when I mean west, I mean the west coast of the United States, not just the mountains of beautiful North Carolina. Uh, so we moved around. Um, second career, actually, as a teacher. You know, I was first. Uh, a banker and and didn't like it, so I switched over to teaching. That's when we came to North Carolina and wanted to be a head coach. So we started that. Um, but the Granville Central, um, you know, I think Max Press has that wrong a little bit. I grew there actually for three years. Um, I think that whole COVID year sort of gave my one of my records to another guy that came in after me because he did the spring and the fall. Um, you know, North and North played Granville Central in that. COVID shortened spring, which I wasn't there anymore. That was my first season gone. Um, wife and I thought we wanted to live at the beach, so we went out to Kill Devil Hill. Uh, first flight for about 18 months, and that didn't work out. With the, you know, the COVID thing just really hurt. And um, other things went on, you know, with my wife's job. So we took the Washington County position, um, basically restarted that program. You know, they had no sports during the COVID. Um, and then when we went back to the fall, Still, you know, it was, it was a struggle. You know, we only got five games done that year before we got shut down. And 
even to this day, you know, in that county, they still choose to test every Wednesday if you're an athlete. So every Wednesday you get tested, and, uh, you know, those are still challenges, you know, facing the athletic department there. Um, the kid pops and the rules and regulations go in. Um, we saw this opportunity, and, um, you know, it's also for my wife. My wife works here in North Illinois as well. Um, so we saw it, and, uh, you know, really believe in what Mrs. Green and Coach Matthew were selling and the area. And, you know, we did really good things at Granville Central the time we were there. Um, and we felt this is very similar to that. And it gets us to conveniences we like, you know, up in Greenville and Goldsboro, uh, but still living, you know, um, worldly. And then be able to get to the ocean and, you know, hour, hour 15 is uh, always a big thing for my wife. So this is a perfect fit. We're really excited to be here. Um, I have three grown children, um, all three of those that you saw in the paper on grown, um, and I have two fur babies. Those are probably the biggest <laughs> things I got right now. So That's awesome. That voice you're listening to is Larry Dale. He is the uh, new head football coach at North Lenore High School. I, I'm intrigued by people because I kind of did it myself, Coach. I mean, I was in, I was actually in teaching up until I was uh, uh, until I turned 30. Then I got into journalism full time after that, and have uh, been toiling around uh, in newspapers for a while. And then uh, with this radio thing now for the past three or four years, doing some public information for the county too. But so I know what it's like to be 30 years old and completely starting all over. What was that like for you, Coach? Well, for me, it was a dream come true, really, to be honest. Um, you know, something happened, you know, when I was younger, you know, life happens when I was going through college. I was ready to be a teacher, you know, about year three of college. And then, you know, something happened, and I just – I did the math route real quick. You know, it was a little easier, just, you know, no student teaching. You just get in there. And um, so I went the math route. And so when I switched back over when I was 30, um, I, I think almost like – 30 to the date, um, it was, for me, it was like that dream that I always wanted to come true. And then a couple of years after, I became a teacher. I became a head coach for the first time. And I just, it's always what I wanted, always what I saw, even, you know, when I was in high school. Um, it, it was a change, though, you know, for my family maybe a little bit, especially um, income-wise, you know, from being a banker down to, uh, you know, a teacher, there's a, a little bit of difference in salary, um, but it's, it's always what I want to do. I want to be with young people and help them grow and get to the next chapter in their life. So for me, it was like a dream come true. All right. Now, the, the biggest thing is, you know, North and North, they've had a lot of turnover with coaches, and they have made it to the playoffs several times over the past few years as well, even with the turnover. So my question is, you know, what do you feel like you can bring to this team especially having that, that West Coast background and everything? Well, you know, the first thing you got to bring to the team, and like you said, you know, the kids have a lot of guys that came and, and did a good job and then just left for whatever reason, and so they need that stability. So the first thing we're going to bring is what every kid wants is love. You know, you, every kid wants love and structure, no matter even that little third grader that, you know, some acts like he's, you know, running around the room on that third grade teacher. He still wants love and he still wants structure. Um, and so that's the first thing we got to bring. We got to bring, and they got to understand that we're going to love them. We're going to love them hard sometimes, um, but we're going to love them and we're going to give them that structure for them to grow. And that's the first thing that we got to bring. Um, and I don't, that's not a West Coast thing, in my opinion, or East Coast thing. That's just, just loving kids. 
and, and bringing that structure and letting them know where the line is. And that's the first thing we got to do. And if you read the, the paper, you know, I was asked for a quote and it's whole, um, you know, pressure creates diamonds whole thing. And what I mean by that is these kids need a little bit of pressure. Um, and I think that's just universally in, in our world right now. You know, this generation, you know, with the TikTok and the phone and all that stuff, um, you got to put pressure on them for them to understand that's how they grow. You know, just doing the same thing every day. We're not really growing. Um, and that's where that quote came from. And that's, that's where we're going to bring to North Lenore. Um, you know, we believe we have athletes here and the kids to do it. The kids want to, you know, I've already seen that in my week here. They, they want to be good and every kid does. And so we got to bring that love and that structure. Getting that voice you're listening to. He's the new head football coach over at North Lenore high school. It's Larry Dale. I got to tell you, coach, I've been here since 2002 and the one constant at North Lenore has just been the, the rushing, you know, that it's a rush first offense that it's a, you know, line them up and, uh, push it down the field. Uh, not a lot of passing, uh, over the past 21, 20, 20, 21 seasons. I've been here. What is your offensive philosophy, uh, as a head coach? I mean, are you a passing guy or are you an RPO guy? Or are you, a uh, three yards in a cloud of dust guy? What is your offensive philosophy coach? We, we are a media's nightmare with this answer. We are <laughs> what the kids can do. Okay. You know, the very generic kids can do it. So when I was out West, I learned from Kellen Moore's dad, you know, Kellen Moore, office corner of the Cowboys, his dad's genius out in Washington State. So we were ahead of the curve with the RPO stuff with him. Um, that's what we did. We were West Coast zone counter and, and threw the ball a lot. You know what I mean? A lot. We were throwing 35, 40 times a game in high school. Um, right, you know, same way in Utah, you know, but we had we had kids that could do, and not just the quarterback. We were blessed with quarterbacks. We had quarterbacks and receivers, and you know, pass blocking offensive linemen. Came to North Carolina, you know, to Granville Central. First year as the office coordinator was my first year actually at Granville Central, and um, we tried that, and we didn't have the kids, so we molded real quick, and we went wing T, and I was wing T the rest of the time we were at Granville Central. Um, try to wing tee at Washington County. Coach Cody won a lot of championships in the early 2000s with that, but it didn't work for us. So we switched to like the Eastern triple option offense um, from shotgun with passing incorporated. And so we are going to learn and study whatever we think the kids can do. Um, and I'm still trying to fill that out here at North Lenore. Speaking of the kids, how much interaction have you had with the kids so far? So, uh, if you're in my first, second, or fourth period weight training uh, every day so far, but uh, pretty good interaction. A lot of kids coming around. Um, I'm blessed. I live about five minutes from the from the high school, so I get to come, you know, after school and as I'm trying to get projects done, you know, I, I get to meet the kids. Um, so, pretty good amount. What are the impressions you've had of them in the in the in the time that you've been here, Coach? They want love and structure. And like you guys alluded to, you know, they've they went through some things. With, you know, they've had a lot of uh, coaches the last couple of years, and they want that, and they want to be successful, and they want football. Um, you know, I know baseball is, is big here, and they had a great basketball season, and um, all athletics are doing really well, which is exciting. But there's still a group of kids, just like any group of kids, that, that want football. And um, so they're, they're enthused about that, and they're ready to go. And so that's exciting, you know, obviously, because it could be very easy when you've had so much turnover to 
you know, to feel down for yourself and like, oh man, you know, is this guys want to do the same thing to me? I didn't feel that at all. I felt like, man, we're ready to go, coach. What do we need to do? Let's let's get to work. I love it. Well, listen, coach, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to Junius and I this morning. I do have one more thing I got to bring up though. I, the the first the coach the the first picture i see of you and you said you grew up in blacksburg virginia and actually if you grew up there you know where galax is and hillsville and all that right absolutely yes sir that's where my people are from that's where uh gotcha. yeah all our hankses are from uh that neck of the woods but dude i'm a wahoo wah guy man i mean i hate to <laughs> i hate our first conversation dude uh, tell him what uh, junius tell him what's on my left arm right here yeah, he he got his first tattoo on when Virginia won won the national championship in basketball. Uh, <laughs> so you know, living in North Carolina, you know, automatically, or even part of these interviews, Miss Green and Coach Massey, you know, are you UNC? Are you Duke? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I really no offense to anybody, but none of those teams boil my blood. Like they just don't. Like I don't care. Like it's not a big deal. I like all three of them, man. All have three things. But you show me that Cavalier thing. Now my boil, my blood starts to boil. Now that's a nasty and I were talking about that the other day because he's a Duke poster. I'm like, so that doesn't matter anything to me. Yeah. You have a UVA thing up in there now. Now, <laughs> now we're going to have an issue. Whew. Wait till he sees my license plate on my car, too, Junior. Oh, oh, my man. goodness. Hey, hey. I tell you what, I have a. German uh, Shepherd, and her name is Laney after Lane Street. So. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. Well, that we, we're off to a good start here. The license plate on my car, by the way, and this is, I mean, my vanity plate is Wahoo. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> These interviews are going to be tough. Yeah, they are. They are. Coach Dale, listen, seriously, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule this morning. I've already printed off this thing for you. It's 31 pages, okay? And Junius can tell you because it's the complete history of North and North football, every single game they played, all that. I've got it for you, and I've got it printed off. I'll get it. I'll try to get it to you before the week is out. Okay, sir. Right. It sounds good. We're, we're excited to be here, and thanks for having me on. Wahoo, wah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, coach. All right. Thank you for joining yeah, us, sir. You too. Bye there bye. you go. That's Coach Larry Dale from North Lenore High School, and I like that. Uh, he's got a sense of humor too, Junius. Yeah, because I didn't know what, like, I feel like he wanted to just go through the phone and just <laughs> beat on you for a little bit. I love it. I love it, bud. Well, good. Listen, more than anything, dude, I just, I won't, I don't even know how to say this and say, because I don't really have anything negative to say about Robbie Dunn, who was there last year. And I mean, it. he was good to me. I mean, yeah. we did interviews with him every single week for uh, the pregame show. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to see them until late in the season. He didn't have an attitude about that. He was good about it. And I know there are people in that community that, you know, feel, I don't even want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I know they were upset about the whole situation. And he was in and out. I mean, he was, what, he announced he was leaving the Monday after the season was over. Right. But I'll, I'm going to say again, Robbie Dunn was very good to me. I mean, he, he, he treated me professionally. He, you know, again, was part of our pregame show every week and, uh, was awesome. Dude, you know how we love Brad Rhodes. I can't speak for you, but I, I can tell you that, uh, Jason Bryant and, uh, and Jimmy Smith and I, we love, uh, and I, to this day, I still coach Rhodes and I still text, uh, probably every couple of weeks or so, uh, Jim Collins before that, I love Jim Collins who, uh, had a couple of really good years there, had the best start in North Lenore football history. And then even Cam Brown before that. I mean, I just, 
we've just got to get some stability at, at North and North, and I really hope that uh, Larry Dale is going to be that guy. Definitely. It would be nice. I mean, I, I sit back, I think about Ken Brown. I mean, he if he was still there, I mean, North and North would be – Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even know how to describe well, it. Well, hell, I'd say the same thing about Jim Collins. Jim Collins went from an 0-10 season, and like I said, they won their first six games of the season, the best start yep. in North Lenore football history. What could he have done with that? I mean, if he had stayed there, that would have been better. Brad Rhodes, who had, I mean, a very, I mean, what, 7-10 and 10 in two years, including that, uh, and can he really call it two years? Because, hell, they played in the spring, and then they <laughs> played in the fall, so he played, coached 17 games in a 30-week span or something like that. And they made the playoffs. And they made the playoffs. Dude, listen, there is talent at North Lenore High School. Do you or do you not agree with that, No, genius? I completely agree because when you think about it, I mean, the basketball team, they they showcase their talent on a regular basis. The football team, they've always had athletes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just uh, I wish him the best. He seems like a good dude. I can't wait to meet him personally. Uh, I, I know we just talked to him on the phone, but can't wait to meet him personally and – uh, hey, I wish nothing, nothing, nothing but the best for that program. Listen, we got you here for a couple more minutes. Yep. Uh, let me see something real quick. While we're on yeah. here, we're going to talk about Damien. Let's let's talk. Okay, we talked about Trez. I would like to see Trez either, at, and I know uh, Clemens, Mr. Clemens is going to be upset with me, but I'd like to see him at ECU or NC State. Those are the two schools. Now, watch, it'll end up being somebody completely different that we've not even really considered. Yeah. But, uh, but Damien, I think, uh, from the people I talked to, now I've not talked to Damien at all. I've left him a couple of messages, haven't heard back from him. But the thing with Damien is uh, I really think that he uh, – I think he ends up at NC State. That's what uh, people are telling me. And, again, these are uh, peripheral sources. Let's just say <laughs> that. They're, it's not his dad. It's not his sister or cousin or anybody like that. It's uh, people in basketball and a couple of people from Raleigh. They really think he's headed to uh, the NC State. Your thoughts on that? You know, it would not surprise me. And, again, NC State would be getting a great pickup. I don't think Damien goes to ECU, and I know now Danny Rice, my ECU people, are going to be disappointed in me, but I don't think he goes to ECU because I think, and I don't even blame him, I think he, and it's it's absolutely true, going from Temple to ECU would kind of be a step down. you know. And I'm not denigrating Coach Schwartz. I'm not denigrating the Pirates, but don't you think that going from Temple, going from Philadelphia to going to Greenville and ECU, that's kind of a step down for Damien? Now, yes and no. And the reason why I say that is because, like, ECU should have offered him the first time around. He would have gone. Exactly. So, <clears throat> ECU, they they made their bet. They got a line, line in for, for that one. But would it be as much of a downgrade? I'm not sure because the thing about it is if he does go to ECU, you know that they are going to pack up Menjis just, just for him. Yeah. Oh, I, will you be there? How many games a year would you be there for him? And what if he's playing with Trez? What if it's Damien and Trez at uh, at ECU? Oh, man, I definitely have to make some trips. What do they average, about 900, eight or 900 fans a game or whatever, maybe 1,000 fans a game? dude. Something like that. You could almost double it, I think. I think there would be 1,600 to 1,700 fans a game there just Easily. to see them. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I think it, I think that pretty much hits everything that I want. I wanted to get into some uh, – uh spring sports but we really hit that pretty hard last uh week that you were on uh i I gotta tell you i was a little bit 
I wouldn't say disappointed. That's not a little bit. I, I, I thought North Nord, South Nord were going to do better last week at the end of the week. North Nord, East Duplin, right. South Nord, Southwest uh, Onslow. Both of them come up with uh, with losses in those games. Does that does that worry you, or is it just a sign that the East Central 2A is going to be a – we've always talked about what a great football conference it, it is, uh, Junius. It's a doggone great baseball conference, isn't it? Yeah, without question, because I thought that ECU would have taken – I mean, um, East Duplin would have taken a step back, you know, losing, you know, somebody like, like Kavanaugh, and then they come out and I think they scored seven runs in the inning – whether the fifth or the sixth, I can't remember, and and beat North Nor and then South Sultanzo, I knew they were going to be tough because they gave North Nor all they could handle. So them beating South Nor, it was I'm not going to say surprising. It hurt, but it was it just lets me know that there are some teams in this conference. Well, uh, North Nor, South Nor baseball this Friday night. Who you got, Junior Smith the third? I have no idea, and I'm not even going to try. Like, matter of fact, even North North South North softball, which is going to be played on Wednesday, like that is going to be tough to to decipher. North North South North soccer is uh, blah blah That's Friday night too. So, uh, and South North, well, both of them playing much better in soccer this year. Both yeah. of them right around 500. South North, I think, still uh, well, they're two and one in uh, in East Central two A. Junius, thank you, man. This was this was a lot of fun this morning, dude. We got to do this again, dude. Definitely, definitely. Well, for the rest of this hour, we got uh, John, Jonathan, and I. First, we're going to start it off here with uh, a, a flashback, a look back at a, a conversation we had a couple of years ago about our favorite movies, and we'll play the birthday game right after that. All three of us are big fans of comedy, and so many to choose from. So who wants to go first here? Your favorite comedians of all time. Jonathan Massey, I'll, why don't yeah, you go sure, first? Sure, I'll go first. Honorable mention, Dave Attell, Jim Jeffries, and John Mulaney. Oh, I didn't have John. Okay, that's going to – sorry, I'm going to have to put him down as one of my uh, honorable mentions. I've been on a John Mulaney kick. It's so funny you would bring him up. I've been on a John Mulaney kick lately uh, watching all his – I went down a rabbit hole the other day and probably watched an hour and a half of John Mulaney videos. Uh, He's he's, he's great. Um, Notice I'm writing him down as one of my honorable mentions now too, okay? Number five that a lot of people are becoming more aware of because of his recent – Abuse of Hollywood at the Golden Globes. Uh, Ricky Gervais. I watched that live. Did you watch that, John? No. I mean, he really took down Hollywood, and it was hilarious. It was like he just he didn't care. He didn't give. Uh, He's made all his know. millions from Hollywood. What does he care? There you go. But it was awesome, and it was hilarious. But Okay, Ricky Gervais, number five for you. Uh, he could have been higher, but Don Rickles. That's number four. I have a feeling he's going to be on John Dawson's list, probably. But I like Don Ray. Not any, not he's probably my top twenty, but not my top five. But definitely hilarious. To, to me, he's one of the. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Well, I tell you, have you seen uh, uh, the Netflix movie, uh, the gangster movie? Why am I drawing a blank? The Irishman. On it? There's a guy playing him, and he does a very good job. Yeah, I finally mm-hmm. saw the Irishman. By the way, uh, Hot Linda and I watched it in uh, very long. Very, very long. Probably about an hour too long, but still a good movie. I disagree wholeheartedly. I'm with him. I disagree. I think. What would you cut out? You couldn't cut. Well, Linda and I talked about it after. It's the same length as a football game. Uh, There's not a lot of football games that go three and a half hours, though. I mean, unless it goes to overtime. Usually they're about three hours to three hours and 15 minutes. My thing is, though, if it's a great movie, I want it to last 10 hours. Well, it was very good. It was very good. my list. Um, (laughs) So, Rickles was four. Anthony Jeselnik. That's number three for me. Number two, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, I tell you, you got to look at Rodney. <laughs> That's um, a, what a good just, list, okay? Uh, just 
one-liners, and he fired them off so quick, probably using some performance-enhancing drugs to do that. But Definitely uh, in his later years, definitely. Yeah, but he was he was so sharp, and it was – Wait a minute, what are you referring to? You're talking like nose candy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. know. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's one of the all-time greats. And then, of course, Dave Chappelle is my number one. I'd um, be shocked if all three of us don't at least have Dave Chappelle on our list for sure. Okay, so five to one. What were they again? Uh, Ricky Gervais, Don Rickles, Anthony Jeselnik, Rodney Dangerfield, Dave Chappelle. That is Jonathan Massey's list. John Dawson, who's on your list? Honorable mentions, Bill Hicks, David Tell, uh, Rodney, Bill Sheft. Okay. Our buddy from the Letterman Show. Absolutely. Bill Sheff's a great guy. Uh, who was the first one? Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Tell a, a lot of people are not familiar with Bill Hicks. Tell them a little bit about him before you get into your list. The thing I dug about him, he was a southern guy, but he was the most brilliant comic working. Yeah. You know, usually with the guys from the south, you get images of uh, Larry the Cable Guy or something like that. Thank God neither one of Wait a minute. You don't have Larry the Cable Guy in your top <laughs> five, do you? Oh, well, that guy writes good jokes. He's just not my favorite comic. Hey, mine either. Yeah, he I mean, used to be yours, though. You know, no, I don't think he was my favorite. Out of that entire bunch, I think... Uh, Ron you know, White's the best out of that Ron bunch. Ron White or Bill Ingvall are my two favorites. Yeah. I'm saying they're not talented. But anyway, look up Bill Hicks, folks. Really underrated. He died too young. But my again, my honorable mention was Dave Attell, Bill Hicks. Got to throw Ron White in there now. I've forgotten about him. Rodney Dangerfield and Bill Sheff. Bill Sheff, the first joke he wrote for The Letterman Show was... Elizabeth Taylor just married Larry Fortensky, her carpenter, and the first argument they had as a married couple was, should he even unpack? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is good. She went through a lot of husbands, for people who don't remember. Oh, yeah. I think she was married nine or ten times and to the same guy twice. But we've got to brag on you, and Jonathan and I do. You actually have a really good relationship with Bill Sheft. Hopefully he'll be a guest here on the Brian Hanks Show at some point. But uh, we went up for uh, the week before my wedding, and uh, – your relationship with Bill Sheft in the final season of Late Night with uh, or Late Show with uh, David, David Letterman. Letterman, we got a brag on our boy over here. Yeah. Got us VIP seats to the Late Show with David Letterman. We got to go up on the stage. You know what? I'm gonna have to dig those pictures out when we run this and run the picture of us on the stage and posing with Bill Sheft to to run with this. But uh, uh, thank you. I, I I hope we've said. <laughs> Between Massey and I, we've said thank you enough for that. But what a and lots great of and other things he did for people in this room that we don't have to yeah. go into that yep. was yep. Uh, beyond what he had to well, do. And Truly, one of the good guys. Yeah. And of course, you know, his wife was probably funnier than he is. <laughs> he would he would definitely <laughs> he say probably that. would he, say that. Well, one of my he favorite would. podcasts I ever did was with his wife, yeah, Adrian Toll. That might be my favorite podcast you've ever done. Another great podcast I did with him, and well, was after his wife passed, his buddies took him to the Grand Canyon. And it's, it's not really a laugh-a-minute podcast, but it's probably the best one I've ever done. I just tried to shut up and let him talk. It was really great. We've got dig that up. I would love to play that here on the Brian Hanks Show. That would yeah. be awesome. See if you can dig that up. And maybe in the next week or so we'll get that on. And sure. That would be awesome. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he's got some good Rickles stories, too. Oh, he's yeah. got fantastic Rickles. He's got Chris Rock stories. Uh, I love have him, having him as a guest because all I have to do is hit record and try to shut up. That's awesome. Okay, your uh, your honorable mentions one more time, and then get into your top five. Honorable mentions again: Dave Attell, Bill Hicks, uh, Ron White, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Sheft. Okay, number five. Uh, we're going to get into the top five. I would say uh, Don Rickles, very influential. Just, I mean, as Bill Sheft has more eloquently said, his material wasn't you know well crafted. You couldn't because any of us could get up and tell a, 
uh, George Carlin joke and it didn't work. It's just crafted so well. But Rickle stuff, he was it was attitude and how fast he was. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr is my number four. Okay. Uh, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, George Carlin number two. Okay. And I've got Dave Chappelle at number one. Who did you have at your number best. one? Dave Chappelle. God. Okay, here we go. Now it's my turn uh, because I had Jerry Seinfeld at number five, but then when you started talking about Ron White, it kind of pushed Jerry Seinfeld out of my mm-hmm. top five. So my honorable mentions are Jerry Seinfeld, John Mulaney. Again, I've been going uh, for the past week or so going down this rabbit hole of watching John Mulaney. And he's young. Of all these, he's the youngest one on my list. He's hilarious. And have you seen uh, Big Mouth yet? Uh, that is one of my favorite animated shows um God. but it is it, it's vulgar it is it disgusting is, it is but it is the most binge worthy show i've i can't stop watching it i i, I think summer loves it too yeah. so we watched the entire third season i think just came out we watched the entire third season in one sitting right so anyway my honorable mentions jerry seinfeld john mulaney stephen wright i can't believe neither one of y'all oh, mentioned yeah. stephen wright i love who jonathan and with his shallow thoughts you remind me so much of Stephen Wright. In fact, even your how you do your voice when you do the shallow thoughts and all that. Yeah, um, I, I actually spent a lot of time, kind of like you did with Mulaney, listening to Wright. And I don't, I don't rip off any jokes from no. him, but just listening to him kind of puts ideas in my head, and yeah. I can go out and I just I'll, I'll see something, and I I can get in that mindset and think about it the way Stephen Wright. May, may think about it. Well, he is uh, an amazing, amazing comedian. I love him to death. Kevin Hart, and I know he's mainstream and all that, but I think Kevin Hart's hilarious. I mean, I love his movie. If Kevin Hart is in a movie, it doesn't matter how stupid it is, I'm going to plunk down my 12 to 15 bucks to watch it. I, I think I've probably seen every movie he's put out in the last five years. Only movie it I've makes seen, me laugh. The only movie I've seen him in is 40-Year-Old Virgin. Kevin Hart? Oh, yeah, yeah, which he is in it for about a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that you need to see and, and listen Kevin Hart is not one of those comedians that makes you think he's not I mean his stuff and, and especially his movies they are just they're turn your brain off don't think about it turn like your Adam, brain like off Adam Sandler exactly yeah. turn your brain off watch him and just and have fun but uh, Kevin Hart's one of my honorable mentions and this one it almost made my top five but I just didn't get to listen to enough of his uh material before he died but sam kennison oh, love yeah. sam kennison uh i remember his first appearance on david letterman i think it was his first appearance on national television killed slaw if you watch it right now it would burn down well didn't comic. you pull something from sam kennison's in the intro to this show is it play say it say it no to let everybody know the intro to uh, the brian hanks show is, you know, John Dawson put it together. I swear I thought that was Sam Kennison in the intro to the show. So my top five, thank you. You knocked uh, Jerry Seinfeld out of my list with Ron White. Ron White is my number five uh, comedian. I think mm-hmm. he's hilarious. Seen him, I've seen him in concert probably four times. Uh, he was a big, Tina was a big fan of him too, so we saw him three times, me and her. Number four for me is Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy oh, was yeah, just yeah. A, a genius, of, but to me the best cast member ever of Saturday Night Live. I mean, ever. I'd say, I mean, he's in my, that zone, those top five or six. He would have to be in that, yeah. Okay, number three for me, someone the three of us has gone have gone and seen, Bill Burr. I mean, Bill Burr is, now he's a little blue. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, a little blue? He is uh, deep blue. How's that? A Smurf is a little blue. <laughs> <laughs> number two for me is Chris Rock, who to me is this, uh, probably the second best uh 
comedian that's ever come off Saturday Night Live, but he's number two for me because of his movies. I mean, he has made so many great movies, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I like Chris Rock. I like his stand-up, but the most recent one wasn't wasn't great. Tambourine. My favorite movie he made was Top 5. The name was Top 5? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't even know what that I, is. I think I'm... I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's basically Chris Rock's. He's obsessed with Woody Allen. It's basically his Woody Allen movie. The one, and I can, I think it was head of state where he and Bernie Mac become the president and the vice president of the United States. That to me, mm-hmm. and it happened, and it came out before President Obama became the president. I know I'm going long, but that to me was a, an amazing movie, and and it even foretold a little bit, uh, it foreshadowed a little bit of uh, President Obama being president. My number one. I think you had him number one. You had him in your top five. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. We all had him number one. Oh, all three of us. Yeah. So the three of us all agree. Dave Chappelle, the best comedian of all time. And I, it's hard to argue that. I mean, the man was, well, not was, the man is a genius. Well, here's my criteria for it. I've got Carlin and Richard Pryor at two and three. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor had great material. Not that you couldn't get up and really, no one could. It was hard for anyone else to do a prior joke and work. Carlin had great joke structure. He wasn't as natural a performer as prior. Dave Chappelle has both. He has great joke construction and is a natural performer. He's like the perfect storm to to me. But of all these, and we all agree on Dave Chappelle being number one, not make great movies. His stand-up is amazing. He he doesn't care about movies. He's up front. He doesn't care about them. Yeah. His his stand-up is potent enough. I would rather – his last stand-up special is funnier than any movie I've seen in the last few years. I mean, he also was a bit of a pioneer with Chappelle show. Yeah. Well, he basically – Richard Pryor had a show like that in the 70s that lasted like five weeks, and it was on NBC. Richard Pryor, I think we can all agree, came along a little too soon. Yeah. If Richard Pryor had come along in the 80s and 90s or even today, Richard Pryor would be – He was a megastar in that Superman movie. He got more money than Christopher Reeve got. Did that. he really? Yeah. He, but his show for NBC was basically Chappelle's show in the 70s. Good God. And it's, it's on, you can Netflix it or stream it or whatever. And I didn't even have Richard Pryor as one of my top ten, but I respect him. It just, it was one of those things, he's just not my cup of tea, you know. I mean, it just, it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I respect him, and he is definitely a, a comedy giant, or was a comedy giant, but he just... Just not my cup of tea. He's say, not somebody I will sit down and, and watch. I wouldn't even go down the rabbit hole YouTube. He way. does have one of my favorite stand-up bits of all time, Mudbone. When I first came up here from yeah. Tupelo, Mississippi. On a tractor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what y'all are talking about. Again, send us an email to uh, uh, show at gmail.com or uh, put a post on our Twitter feed at Hanks Show or at BC Hanks or at John Dawson HQ. I don't even know what yours is, John. Me either. And we would love to know who your favorite comedians are, too. Today is Tuesday, March the 28th, in the year of the Lord, 2023. It's now time to play birthday. John Dawson, say hello. I'm not going to say it like that. I'll say hello like a man. Jonathan Massey, say hello. Howdy, folks. (laughs) What's wrong with it, Jonathan? Hey, open that window for me over there. I like to watch the... Pretend you have a pulse. (laughs) Pretend you have a pulse. It is early, though. Oh, in which case, all right, well, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) There you go. If you had a pulse, you wouldn't be here. Uh, Uh, The joke is I'm dead inside. Oh. I don't think he's dead inside, do you? I wish wish I was dead outside, too. (laughs) Jonathan! (laughs) 
the king of We darkness. love to yuck it up here on the Brian Hanks Yeah, show. the prince of darkness is amongst us again. Oh, are we kidding? <laughs> oh, in which case, yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> God. Oh. Okay, Jonathan Massey. Uh, oh, that's right. I won yesterday, didn't you I? You did win yesterday. Do you know what that means? It means I get to tell you about GoEco Office Automation. Why don't you tell us about GoEco Office Automation? I will, because that is one thing that will perk you right up. GoEco, GoEco Office Automation and Jock Pass League, a fine staff he has down there, they uh, they live to give great client service. You get down to the Innovation Center, you walk in there, and you feel like you're in another world because, let's face it, the, auto, the Innovation Center and Kinston are very different places. One's technolog- technologically advanced, the other's Kinston. So you come in, and I probably shouldn't be saying all that, should I? <laughs> eh, who cares? Yeah, anyway. you don't have to edit it. <laughs> God. Anyway, you go in there, and you're going to feel like you're at Olive Garden, because when you're there, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> now do we owe royalties to... Uh, <laughs> I'm putting out breadsticks. I can't even say it. <laughs> hey, blood. Blood, blood, blood. I'd love some breadsticks. You got any? Yeah. Oh, well. I went to Red Lobster a little bit ago. Finish the read. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not a read. I don't have anything in front of me. Finish what you're saying. As I'm being forced to point out time after time. Oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, yeah, you just need to go down here and see Jock and, and get that warm, fuzzy feeling. Or you can just give him a call. And you can give him a call at 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or visit his website, goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com. Now back to you and the biscuits, Brian. Ah, exactly. Did I tell you? Linda and I went to Red Lobster a little while ago, and man, it was good. Thank you, Ben. Oh, look, speak of the devil. The beautiful devil. Hello, beautiful devil. Look at her hair. I want you to no, 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 don't go anywhere. Look at her hair. Guess who colors her hair? Well, we know Fabio. You. Jose Eber. It's me. I do her hair. Look at that. Look at it. And then she Turn goes around. somewhere else to get it redone. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't do that, do you? <laughs> Say something for a second so I take a sip of water here. A second. Yeah. A second. Yeah, I've seen uh, tidal typhoons shift more, less water in less time than it takes you to take one sip. The, you have white caps in your cup, Brian. <laughs> Is there anything better than cold water? <laughs> I can think of a couple of things. <laughs> I mean, when you're really thirsty, I'm talking about just, you know, your mouth is all dry and parched and that cold water just hits the back of your throat and the roof of your mouth and it's just, it's so awesome, dude. Are we still talking about water? When we put in tobacco, we had the old, uh, the old ancient igloo cooler out there. It was was wrapped in tin, you know. And the water stayed cold all day, didn't it? All all day and you had the little plastic, plastic paper cups that looked like uh, birthday hat cones. I probably several summers in a row i probably drank a gallon of water a day wow easily and it was good wasn't it yeah and i, I didn't look like gaylord sartain either <laughs> dude you look great anyway red lobster hadn't been there in a hot minute i haven't even eaten lobster in a while and they had like a special on their big whatever do you like platter. to hear them scream while they're cooking them alive i do i gotta tell you nothing nothing i, I <laughs> It's awesome. Anyway, uh, red lobster. I like the biscuits. I don't eat the lobster because, you know. I hadn't had lobster in years. I've never eaten lobster. I'm not going to eat anything they cook alive. I'm not going to do it. Well, what's funny is, you know, when you're waiting in the, you know, in the the green room, whatever. Well, no, when you're waiting. Waiting room, lobby. Yeah, lobby, whatever it is. And they've got the tank in there with the lobsters. I like to mock the lobsters and. (laughs) You know, sick person, but I like it. <laughs> but I do. I mean, I now, really do. And a I'll lot tap of people, on the thing. I'll be like, I'm getting ready to eat your cousin. You know, 
Yes, a little strange, I admit. Now, a lot of places don't cook their lobsters while they're alive. If you get lobster that's served in halves, what they do is they cut them in half while they're alive, and then they cook them. Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> God. I don't care, man. It was delicious. Butter sauce. I got my little, you know, my little uh, lobster fork, you know, and dip it in the butter sauce. And, man, that butter sauce is awesome. I eat my, you know, your cheese biscuits. Get your cheese biscuits and that hot butter sauce. You dip it in there and then you eat it. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> and that's it for today's birthday game. <laughs> John Dawson wins three to two. Now, I don't eat lobster either or crab, but for one very specific reason. Why? You're allergic My to ancestors them. did not climb this high on the food chain for me to work that hard to eat something after it's cooked. Amen, brother. I uh, yeah, agree with you on that. Well, the lobster was already pre-split, though, and they you know, had pulled it out. You know, we were almost ahead of time here. Let's not ruin that. You're right. Now I got the hiccups, though. <clears throat> Because you drank that water like you I were. I did. Uh, I drank it too fast. That's yeah. why. Anyway. Okay. I tell you what. Y'all listen to this because we've got two musical hints here. Uh, let me see. Gosh, there's so many great songs here by this artist who, by the way, giggity. Oh, it must be Seal if you're saying that. Reba McIntyre. How'd you know? It's uh, Fancy. It is. Which it's is fancy. a cover from Bobby Joe Gentry, the woman who did uh, Jumped Off to Tallahatchie by Ode to Billy Joe. Really? Yes. Well, should I do another song then? Because I love fancy. No, that's fancy. fine. I'm just saying. I told somebody a few months ago this was not the original, and they wanted to fight me, but I was right. It's my flawless logic usually There's, is. Uh, the Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia is decent. Okay. Tells a story about homicide. Really? Oh. Reba, I got to tell you, man. The guy that played her son-in-law on that show was Kev and Shameless. No way. Yep. Not sure I knew that either. Did you know that? I haven't seen Shameless. Shameless is a pretty good or show. Or Reba's show. What about Reba? I have seen Reba. Reba's lovely. Reba's lovely. I will not hear any negative uh, connotations towards Reba McIntyre because I find her, I find her not repugnant, okay? Mm-hmm. Is she not lovely? Yeah, she is. She has that red hair. Don't make me edit something. Oh, do it, do it, do it. There you go. That's what I needed. I needed. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday, so that means you get to guess how old today Reba McIntyre is. 62. You say 62. What do you say, John Dawson? 63. I this song's finally getting some airtime. They hung an innocent man. 63. Oh, she was born March 28th, 1955. 68. And she's 68. Who was closer then? Yeah. John Dawson. Congratulations. You get that one. You lead one to nothing. Yes. Okay, we have another musician here. And I know you're going to mock her. And it's going to hurt my feelings because she's actually very talented. Very, very talented. Can play multiple instruments. Let's hear I'm getting rude. <laughs> it's it's got to be like Lizzo or something. No, it's not Lizzo. I love it. She's got a recording career because she's overweight. No, she doesn't. She's talented. She's pretty talented. There's this trillions artist. of talented people that are normal size that can't get a contract. Do you think she got it? I, I absolutely think that had something to do with it. There's no question it had something to do with it. Oh, this is Lady Gaga. She has some great stuff with Tony Bennett. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't mock this. 
She's actually talented. Thank you. She really is. This is poker face. And she has a pretty pretty broad range. Yeah, she really does. Saw her on the uh, Oscars a couple weeks ago and was just amazing. Just played acoustically. She didn't she come put- out wrapped in tortillas or anything? I was about to say, now she is weird. Oh, she's a weirdo. I didn't – did I one time say she's not weird? She's no. absolutely weird, but she's very talented. I mean, she really is. I mean, she plays piano, guitar, guitar and piano. Kazoo. Yeah, wait a minute. I love this song. Petting the dog that's not there. <laughs> wasn't petting the dog. He did two of these. Oh, he was doing this in front of his face. I know. He changed. Face. I'll poke your face. Hold still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. Poke your face. It's annoying now. Okay. Lady Gaga. I, I just enjoy, have, have a good time. <laughs> she was born Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanato. But somehow she got Lady Gaga out of all that. Yeah, she's very Italian. Yeah. Wait, was that sarcasm? Huh. Oh, okay, yeah, she's. Whose guess is it, Brian? Uh, mm. he, uh, no, yours. Yours, because he won yesterday, and he just did the first one. And it, Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right, that's right. You lead one to nothing, though, if you could get this. Wait a minute. She's a handsome woman, too. You know what else she's good at? Focusing. <laughs> yeah. Lady Gaga, John Dawson. How old is she today? 40. You say 40. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 39. She was born March 28th, 1986. So she's only 37. I love this part. This sounds like the song from 30 Rock, Muffin Top, is what this song it does, sounds like. doesn't it? I love Muffin Top, though. That's, uh, can I play that? No. Oh. We got plenty of time. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Mr. Plenty of Time. He was being sarcastic. God bless it, John. Everyone knows. Here we go. The most delicious part of the muffin <laughs> is the top. <laughs> <laughs> the muffin top is all there you go. Whole grain, low fat. I know you want a piece of that, but I just want to dance. Out Such a stupid song. <laughs> well, let's make fun of all that. Yeah. You want to get with this, but I'm just here to dance. So back up off of me. Dude, Jane Krakowski. Yes. <laughs> that's all you had to say. Yes. All right, that's enough. Try to play me. I run a tidy bakery. Boys, I want my cake for free. But if you can't shake your fakery. All right. Okay, it's beautiful. That is music right there, dude. No, it's making fun of I know. every other pop song that comes out. Would you believe that's our last musical hint? That's a shame. It is a shame. It's one to one, Jonathan Massey. You all right over there? Yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? I'm ready to go, trying to win a day. She was the female lead in the Jason Bourne movies. She was in Silver Linings Playbook, and she also was in Save the Last Dance. It's the only person I know from Silver Linings Playbook is Jennifer Lawrence, so that can't be it. Julia Stiles. Remember Julia Stiles? She's never really been the star of a movie, but she's been star adjacent. Star adjacent. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. But she's uh, like the... Supporting actress. Yeah, but was a CIA agent in all the Jason Bourne movies. She wasn't his... Uh, boo. Roma- yeah, she wasn't his boo, his romantic, whatever. She, I know. It sounds weird to hear John Dawson say boo. Because I usually use, you know, words and stuff. 
<laughs> Julia Stiles, do you know who we're talking about? She was in Vaguely, she, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. She has weird eyes. Beautiful, but it has weird eyes. Oh, it's my go. It, it is your go. Julia Stiles. Uh, 49. You say 49. What do you say, Dizzle? 48. She was born March 28th, 1981. She's only 42 years old, Jonathan Massey. Huh. Oh, my God, John Dawson. Here you go again. Two to one. You're just one away from clinching March. I'm going to hit you in the face. <laughs> he And it goes to you, Dizzle. Uh, John Dawson, one of the greatest, if not most disliked, though, basketball players in history. He was the king of the Ralph under- Sampson. <laughs> oh, now you have reaction. <laughs> You've been asleep the whole episode. It makes fun of Ralph Sampson, and now you're back in. Oh, yeah. That's what you get for saying I'm the one with no talent. <laughs> Turns out Ralph Sampson didn't have any talent because he couldn't win a championship. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Here he comes out with the gloves up. Let's go. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Uh, Who was the king of the underhanded free throw? Do you remember? Rick Barry. Rick Nate. John Nate. Dude, look at you. Yeah, Rick Barry. How do you know that? That's way before your time. Sporkle. What can I tell you? There you go. Rick Barry. Today is Rick Barry's birthday. And you know what? They, uh, they've done studies on this. You are more apt to hit a free throw shooting underhanded than you are doing it the mm-hmm. overhanded way. But no one will do it because it makes them look uncool. But you could make more millions of dollars mm-hmm. by shooting underhanded, but you'd rather be you'd rather look cool than make millions more dollars, so you're yeah. gonna shoot the free throw overhanded. There have been studies on this. There really have been studies on this. But uh, Rick Barry, today is his birthday, uh, John Dawson. You remember Rick Barry? Nope. White dude shot his free throws underhanded. Had like three kids playing the NBA yeah. after him. Yeah. Nope. John Barry, who are the other two? Brett Barry. Yeah, Brent. Yeah, he won the dunk contest. Right? Hallie Barry. Yeah. I knew her. Hallie's a woman and is black. No. Um, <laughs> I don't. When did Rick Barry play? I don't even know when he played. Uh, back in the '60s and '70s. I think he won a Finals MVP in the early '70s. I think you might be right. Uh, Eighty-two. You say eighty-two. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 83. Nope. He was born March 28th, 1944. He's 79. Guess what? Oh, that's 1-1. John Dawson, you have clinched the month of March. Congratulations, sir. One more time. Today, today, today. I feel, feel, feel like the luckiest, luckiest man alive. There you go. Congratulations, dude. You have uh, clinched one. We still have three more. What are we going to do for the next three days? You've already clinched one. We're going to do uh, who sang it. Are we really? Yeah, sure. Oh, no. Let's not do that because you know you're going to win those. Whatever. Maybe on the last day of March. What do you say about that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why are you looking up? You don't believe me? No, I wasn't looking at it. Oh, okay. You win three to one. We still got one more birthday to go here, but uh, congratulations, John Dawson. Mm. When's the last month you won? Like January or November. It was one of those. Oh, it was that recent. I know you didn't win February. Massey won January. December. Who won December? Aren't you glad I keep these records? Yeah, especially uh, right Dawson, now. Yeah, you did. You won December. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. Well, it's still been three months since you won, though, so uh, congratulations on that. So uh, last birthday of the day. Here we go. Uh, Jonathan Massey. Uh, one of our favorite actors. Uh, he's funny, but he's not. I just realized as I was doing the birthday game, 
He's, I'm not really seeing him anything lately. It's Vince Vaughn. Today is Vince Vaughn's birthday. Why is he not? Think about it. When's the last time you saw him in a, he, in a big he, movie? The last time I the last thing I remember him doing was he put together a, a comedy tour, Vince Vaughn Presents. It was like eight comedians on tour together or something. Well, I know he, he was in True Detective Season 2. How long ago was that? It's been a while. That's what I was saying. Here, I'm going to have to do his IMDb. What am I? He was in Anchorman 2, but I don't remember when that came out. Um, He's on Curb Your Enthusiasm as of late a little bit. He took over Funkhauser's. Well, he, he plays Funkhauser. Since the guy that played Funkhauser died, he plays Funkhauser's like cousin or superhero something. Nephew. Here recently. Dude, here are his latest movies, okay? Uh, Queen Pens. Don't remember that. North Hollywood. Freaky. The Binge. Arkansas. Stop me when you've heard of one of these movies. Seabird. Pizza. A Love Story. Fighting with My Family. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You did see that? Was it any good? It was a WWE movie. Fighting with stunk. Oh, okay. Untouchable. Give Us This Day. Brawl and Cell Block 99. The words that... I have not heard of any of these movies. Sounds like he's trying to win an award. Daddy's Home. That's the last... And that was 2015. That was eight years ago, dude. What about TV? I feel like he's done some Netflix stuff. Dude, that was all his movies in general. I mean, like... Limited series, stuff like that. Anchorman 2 was 2013. You realize Anchorman 2 came out 10 years ago, John? Wow. I didn't realize it was that long ago. The Internship. Yeah, that was a pretty good movie. I saw that. The Dilemma. Uh, it just, wow. What happened to him? It's like he just disappeared off the face of the, face of the earth. Anyway, uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, Jonathan Massey. 55. You say 55. What do you say, John Dawson? 56. He was born March 28th, 1970. He's only 53. He's younger than me, and he's just falling off the face of the earth. But uh, you win today, John Dawson. You win the month. You win today 3-2. to Hey, we've got some great birthdays. You know this first birthday. Tell us about him. Wiley Dawson. Today is his birthday. That is my uncle, great uncle. He uh, He's your great uncle, or he is a great uncle? I'm going to smack you <laughs> six ways to Saturday. So which one was it, though? He's a great uncle? Are you going to interrupt me while I'm talking about No, him? no. Well, which one is he? He is a great okay. uncle. Okay. He is my regular uncle, and he is a great uncle. Hey, happy birthday, Wiley. Wiley's hooked us up with vehicles before for the uh, for different no, Christmas No, parades, there's plenty so. more to it. I was just trying to make sure you were finished I was elongating finished. this show that will not end. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a great uncle. What do you want me to tell you? He's a good guy, too. He's a very good guy. There you go. Very nice fellow. Happy birthday, Mr. Wiley. Today is uh, Parrot Academy. Uh, Parrot Academy's Mike Anderson. Today is his birthday, too. One of the greatest uh, groundskeepers in eastern North Carolina. What he has done with the fields over at Parrot Academy is just, has been. I mean, you walk on their football field, you feel like you're walking on a golf course. It's mm-hmm. that beautiful. I mean, and he does that with all the fields over there. Do you remember Chris Yates? He I worked, do. He, play, he was a writer for you at the Free Press. Yeah, he was, and was a very, very good, good tennis player. Uh, he was a good tennis player. and Here's the thing. I remember when I was, it, the, Tina thought he was the cutest thing in the world. Evidently, he was a really good-looking guy, I guess. And Tina just always well, thought he was so that's why cute. you said you hired him. <laughs> there you go. Uh, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to one of my favorites, Amy Floyd Whitfield. Today is her birthday to Emmanuel Rosber, to Randy Bledsoe, to Alan Ford. Man, so many great birthdays today. So if today's your birthday, have a great day. Listen, once again, Thank you to new North Lenore head football coach uh, Larry Dale for joining us. Thank you to my friend. 
Junius Smith the third for joining me live here in the studio for well over an hour fun show uh, tomorrow Richard Clark live from here we're going to have some more surprises for you have a great Tuesday we'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College